McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the best ever Big Mac burger. Take it away, Hamburglar. Rubble, rubble. He said, there's more special sauce in every bite. Rubble, rubble. He said, rubble, rubble. Rubble, rubble. Rubble, rubble indeed, my friend. Try the juicier Big Mac and get 20% off any purchase of $10 or more. Only on the app. Comparison to prior classic burgers, limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid once per day. Excludes tax. Must be opted into rewards. Jeep Adventure Days is going on now. Hurry in for great deals on a great selection of Jeep brand vehicles. Well-qualified Lessiesdale low mileage lease on the 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xe for $4.19 a month for 27 months with $5,599 to its signing. Tax title, license extra, no security deposit required. Call 1-888-925-JEEP for details. Requires dealer contribution and lease through Chrysler Capital. Extra charge for miles over 22500 Includes 7500 EV cap cost reduction. Not all customers will qualify. Residency restrictions apply. Take delivery by 10 Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own Adventures in the Spirit. And now we hope you enjoy today's podcast. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining into Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. I'm so excited for what God is doing this whole week and live streaming quite a few incredible interviews. And I'm expecting God to move in power through today's interview. But before we jump into that, I want to encourage you if you want to learn how to hear God's voice and prophesy, I have an e course available for you on charismacourses.com. It will teach you all about prophecy. It will teach you about how what heart motives that we need for the prophetic. It will also teach you how to encourage encourage, comfort, and edify people using the prophetic word with activations. So that's called entry-level prophecy, available for you on charismacourses.com. But guys, I'm so excited for my special guest today. We've got Donna Sparks, who's an anointed international evangelist, author, conference speaker, and prison minister. She's going to be talking to us about discerning spirits, the deception, about her new book called The Masquerade, and talking about the current times that we are living in with spiritual truth. She's going to share stories of power encounters through her incredible ministry. And for more information about her ministry, please go to DonnaSparks.com. But please, let's welcome Ms. Donna to Adventures in the Spirit. Donna, thank you for being part of Adventures in the Spirit. Thank you, Jared. It's an honor to be here. Yes, ma'am. It's I'm excited to have you on this program. You have a new book that's soon to be released called The Masquerade. So we're going to talk about that some here as we're living in this critical season that we're finding ourselves in, the COVID pandemic, the political things taking place, you know, as we're nearing the election. And, you know, just um, we need more truth. We need more hope. We need more light. But Donna, I would love to know how you first came to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. Well, it's kind of a long story and it it varies a little bit. It changed over time. But uh, when I was nine years old, I gave my heart to Jesus and um, loved him, followed him all growing up through all my childhood years. But as Things happen sometimes in our lives. Um, I went through two divorces by the age of 23. After that, I got really mad at God, turned my back on him, made a big mess out of my life. But his grace is perfect. And, you know, he was patient. He drew me back in and I recommitted my life to him. And it's just been tremendous ever since to see what he's done. 
Yes, that's exciting. God can use any of us, no matter what we've been through, no matter where we've been. He He could redeem all of us. How did he call you into the evangelistic ministry? Well, that was kind of interesting because I didn't believe it at first. You know, like I said, I had um, turned my back on God and I had come back to God and I knew that I was forgiven. You know how we sometimes feel like, well, I know he's forgiven me and maybe I'll just slide into heaven, you know, by the back seat of my pants. You know, I'm just barely yeah. going to make it through. But he had other plans and I didn't realize that because, you know, it's, it's often easy for us to accept forgiveness from him, but a lot of times it's hard for us to fully forgive ourselves. And so I was stuck in that because I I really didn't forgive myself for all of my past mistakes. I, I, you know, said I knew better. I shouldn't have done that. And so that kept me in a train of thought, just like the enemy likes to do. He likes to deceive us into thinking things like that, that we, that I couldn't be used, that God had no purpose for me. And an evangelist came to our church and I was at the altar one night and he came up and he started praying for me. And he said, God's called you to be an evangelist. And he spoke that word over me. And when he did, I was like, okay, we got a false prophet on our hands here, you know, because I'm still thinking there is absolutely no way that God could use me. And so he followed me out of the church that night into the parking lot. And he said, ma'am, I know that you completely shrugged off what I said to you back there. He said, but I know what God showed me. And he said, let me tell you something. You can't put God in a box. And I said, yeah, but you don't understand. You don't know my past. And he said, and you don't know my past. And God's not concerned with your past. He's concerned with what you do with your future. And so it still took about two or three years for me to accept that call. And it came again through another prophetic word that basically said the exact same thing as the first evangelist had spoken over me. But the second time it came, I, I finally believed it. Oh, amen. That is so good. And then you have a, a prison ministry. How did you get involved in that? Well, that was kind of an interesting story. I'd kind of felt a call to prison ministry, but I wasn't real sure about it. You know, it was one of those things that I, I was kind of on the edge about. I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I really want to do that. Right. But at the same time, I just I couldn't get away from it. It was like God kept bringing it back and bringing it back. And the church that I was in had a jail ministry already. And the lady that was leading it, um, she had been doing it for a long time. And I thought, well, that's, you know, that's great. Maybe I can just help her out and see if, you know, if that's a fit. And so I went to my pastor and I told him, hey, you know, I believe God's been, you know, trying to get me to get on board with this jail ministry thing. And he said, well, I'll put you in touch with the lady that runs it and y'all can work it out. So she wanted me to meet her for lunch and we met for lunch and she said, tell me your testimony. I tell, I just simply gave her my testimony. And as soon as I did, she said, you're the one. And I said, what do you mean? She said, you're taking over the jail ministry. I'm leaving. <laughs> I was like, what? No way. That's not what I signed up for. I'm just coming to help. But, you know, God has a way of, you know, we think we're just going to step into something and stay around the edges. And he's like, no, you're going all in. I'm putting you out here. This is what's for you. And so ever since, it's just been miraculous to see what he's done, not because of me, but because of what he does so well. And that is reach the lost. Oh, that's so good. And you mentioned the miraculous. It is miraculous how God is using you and has led you. So can you share some stories of what you've seen God do in power through your ministry? 
Absolutely. We have seen instant healings. We've mm-hmm. seen, you know, the women are, are getting saved. They're being baptized in the Holy Spirit. I mean, God is just moving. And, you know, sometimes we think, well, we don't want to go into this dark place to minister. You know, we look right. at, at some places and we're like, that's a no zone. You know, I don't really want to go there. That's an uncomfortable place. But I will tell you that in dark places, God's light shines brighter than anywhere else. And when we go in there and those women are just hungry and they've, they've tried everything that the world has had to offer and none of that has worked. And so they come in with this attitude of, well, let me just see what God can do. And when they open themselves up and, you know, and I was telling someone the other day, a lot of them have never been to church before in their lives. And so sometimes I think that is a good thing. You know, they haven't been contaminated (laughs) by some of the doctrines and things that, you know, that they've maybe grown up in. And so they're more open to hearing the whole truth of God's word. And so it's just been, like I said, there's been healings, there's been deliverance, there's just all kinds of things. That's exciting. Yeah. When we go into dark places, dark spaces, and we bring the light, people are set free. People are healed. I mean, Jesus did that. Jesus touched the lepers. He went around doing incredible things. And we have the opportunity to partner with him and to see him work in in power. So you have a new book coming coming out called The Masquerade, Deception in the Last Days. Would you mind telling us about that and even how God led you to write that? Well, you know, today more than ever, we are just seeing deception everywhere. It's just running rampant in the world. And that's one of the things that Jesus warned us about repeatedly in the Bible is to not be deceived. Now, there's a reason that he gave all of those warnings, especially for the last days. We see people just rising up and and telling things and disguising it as truth. And it's not the truth at all. There's very little truth in it. And they might even take a little piece of truth, but twist it enough that it's totally going the wrong direction. So, you know, it just, God put it on my heart. I was kind of at a point where I thought, God, I don't, you know, I don't even know if I have another book in me, you know, as writers, sometimes we write and write. And then we're like, I just don't know if I've got anything else to write about. And so I just started praying. I said, God, if there's anything else you want me to write, I want it to be your voice. I want it to be what you want me to write. Not, I don't want to just write to be writing. And so he basically just downloaded the whole uh, book just instantaneously. And I just began to write and following his leading. But the book is about, you know, discerning deception. It's um, about how we pay attention to signs, pay attention to red flags, but it, it also calls out some of the deception that we're seeing today. We have in the book, I talk about identity crisis. I talk about how it is such a crisis that today people feel that there's so many different genders. That is not truth. That is not truth. We know that not to be truth. I talk about homosexuality, how that's not God's plan for our lives. So there were some really tough topics that I dealt with in this book, and it was kind of hard to write. To be honest, went through a lot of spiritual warfare over writing this book because I knew that God wanted me to get the truth out, to get this message out. And so it, it but it was difficult. I felt fear over it at a couple of points, you know, and I, so I had to be brave to just come out and speak 
that truth that boldly, but speak it in love because, you know, we have to speak truth in love. And I, I believe that the Holy Spirit helped me to do that in a loving manner to, to speak truth and not to speak it in a sense of condemnation, but as a sense of this is God's plan for you is so much better than anything you could imagine, because right. that's how the Holy Spirit does. He, he draws us in. He doesn't push us away. Oh, so good. He draws us and he doesn't push us away. Love that. How do you discern spirits and then separate and truth from well evil? Well, you know, it's like I always talk about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. You know, yeah. I believe that it is crucial this day and age to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now we have a sense of discernment, you know, as Christians, as soon as we're saved, the Holy Spirit comes in and gives us uh, a sense of discernment. But to be able to have that gift of discernment and be able to operate that in that in a more effective way, I believe that we must be baptized in the Holy Spirit because he will enlighten us to things that we could not know otherwise. Um, Just to give an example of that, you know, I have discernment about things in my life. You know, you know, when a red flag goes up that, you know, something's not quite right. But one particular morning I was heading to the jail to minister. And as soon as I got in my car, I just felt this heaviness and I just began to pray in the spirit. And it was about an hour drive to that prison. And the whole time I was just praying in the spirit, it was just flowing out of me just so fast. And it was just unbelievable, you know, and I'm thinking, all right, God, you know, what is going on? This is not normal for me to, you know, I pray in the spirit, but this was just coming out. It was just flowing. And so when I got to the jail and went in, we had a few new ladies in the group that I didn't recognize. And we always have a worship service. And so the worship music had started. And I noticed this one particular lady who acted a little bit different than the rest. Now, it's a beautiful thing to see the worship service and see these ladies with their hands raised and tears rolling down their faces. You know, it's just a beautiful thing. But this lady, she was, she had her hands raised and she was going through the motions, but I just had this feeling that something wasn't quite right. Mm. And so I thought that I heard her speaking in tongues, but at the same time I thought, that does not, you know, it just didn't feel right. It didn't set right with me. And so I thought, well, I'm going to get a little closer. So I walked over to her. And when I got to her, I put my hand on her shoulder. And immediately, as soon as I touched her, the Holy Spirit said to me, that is not my spirit. And so no sooner than he spoke that to me, she fell in the floor and she started contorting. And I promise you, That was not something that I would have been prepared for. You know, I mean, I did not expect that in my wildest dreams. And she's literally writhing on the floor. She's beating her head on the concrete floor and on the wall. And I thought she's going to bust her head open. So I grabbed her head and was trying to keep her from, you know, hurting herself. And she's foaming at the mouth. And I'm just like, what in the world? So I started to pray and I remember thinking about the other ladies in the room and I turned around and I I told them, I said, ladies, this lady has a demon and I need you right now to pray. And if, if you have not made a commitment to Jesus, now is the best time to do that. Because when I cast this thing out, it's going to look for the next available vessel and you do not want to be that vessel. Well, I have never seen a group of ladies start praying so hard before in my entire life. (laughs) that were praying really hard. But in the next few minutes, it was almost like it wasn't me. 
because I recognize now that it was the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And I was able to cast the demon out. There were the COs had come in that, you know, work in the jail. There were three of them standing there. And I know they were just getting ready to take her out of the room because she was not supposed to be in the floor. Anytime a person, an inmate gets in the floor, they have to take them out. Mm. And so afterwards, and she came to herself, I said, are you okay? And she said, yes. She said, for the first time in my life, I feel like myself. She said, this thing has controlled me for years and years and years. And so I led her to the Lord in prayer and kind of a fun, funny side note is when I went back to the table and sat down with the rest of the ladies, I thought, well, this is the perfect opportunity to explain to them why we don't do drugs and alcohol and all of this stuff, you know? So I'm telling them, I said, look, this is why you don't do these things because it opens you up to receive these kind of demonic spirits. And I had one lady, she looked at me, she was at the end there and she looks up and she says, Miss Donna, that's enough to keep me sober for the rest of my life. (laughs) It was funny, but at the same time, you know, they were able to see the seriousness of it because they had already been experiencing things being around her before this even happened. And so I know that that morning before I even left my house, you know, as soon as I got in my car and I began to pray in the spirit, the spirit was empowering me at that moment, even then for what I was going to encounter as soon as I got to that jail. And so I know that he was empowering me. He was giving me that discernment to recognize that that was not his spirit, that that was a demonic spirit that had a stronghold in her life. And so that's why I believe it is so important for us to seek the baptism in the Holy Spirit and be empowered in that way, because we need him today more than ever because of deception, because of all of the falsehood of the enemy. We need him in every aspect of our life. Oh, man, I'm in full agreement with you there. My ministry is Fireborn Ministries, committed to Acts 1-8. In Acts chapter two, verses one through four, the baptism with the Holy Holy Spirit, because we're we're going to expand on that here. But you you expose some masks in in your book, the masquerade. You've already mentioned some of them, but are there any current false teachings that you expose that you take the masks off of that we see in the church today? Well, I won't say that I actually. There's a few things like one of the one of the last chapters in the book. Actually, I was hesitant to put this chapter in here. and My editor said, no, you've got to include that chapter is the deception of cessation, Mm -hmm. because there's so many that teach that that's not for today. And we know, you know, as we have received the gift, we have been baptized in the Holy Spirit. We know that absolutely it is for today. We're not making this stuff up. You know, this is this is truly operational. It is happening today. There's nowhere in the Bible that says that it has ceased or come to an end. And so, of course, we serve the same God that filled those in in the in the New Testament. And he has not stopped doing what he does. So good. And so. We have to seek him if we want to have that gift. And that's exactly what it is. It's a gift. And he says that he will not give us a scorpion if we ask for it. He's going to give us a good gift. We're evil, yet we know how to give good gifts to our kids. How much more does he give good gifts to us? So it's just we have to realize it. He's not going to give you something that's not of him if you're asking him for more of him. So it's just, we need it. It's, it's, 
it's a gift for us. It is an empowering gift. And I just, I just implore everyone to seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yes, yes. And I believe the baptism of the Holy Spirit needs to be preached from the pulpits on Sunday mornings. It needs to be there for, you name it, whatever services it is, not just once every three months or, you know, God bless the church, God bless the brides and all the denominations and, and groups that I've been part of. But there's been a kind of like a, people have been apologizing for the baptism of the Holy Spirit when mm-hmm. this is what changes our life. The, exactly. the baptism of the Holy Spirit changed me, transformed me. I was 18 years old and just radically came to Jesus and clean and sober. And within a month and a half, received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It was power. It was amazing. It changed my life completely. And I, I've written on that and I've preached on that. And, you know, can you explain what the baptism with the Holy Spirit is for us? Because we need it now we need it today we need it in the season we need it on sundays i want to encourage leaders pastors everywhere walk in power be emboldened by the holy spirit preach it share it teach it don't be ashamed of it so donna would you mind telling us more about the baptism of the holy spirit well absolutely i mean the main reason that we seek the baptism of the holy spirit is because he gives us the boldness to speak truth. You know, he gives us the power to witness. And that's what it's all about. That's what we're supposed to be doing is reaching the lost. And so we need every tool necessary to do that. And, you know, the Holy Spirit, he gives us boldness. He gives us power. You know, the best example is Peter. Look at how he was, you know, trembling and he was weak and he was baptized in the Holy Spirit and he got up and preached a revival. You know, (laughs) that is what we need. And I, I find that, you know, a lot of churches, a lot of pastors, they they do kind of shy away from preaching on it. It's kind of like they, they're waiting for an evangelist to come in and, and speak on it, or, you know, they'll preach on it on Pentecost Sunday. But this is what we need to be empowering That's right. um, the people with, because when they are empowered, when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you can't stop talking about Jesus. You know, okay. that's like my girls, they know if we go in Walmart and the Holy Spirit leads me to pray for somebody, they're just like, give me the keys, you know, <laughs> and they leave because they know that the Holy Spirit prompts us. He leads us. He He guides us. But the main purpose and the main reason is so that we will have that power and that anointing and that boldness to speak truth. And because in the times that we live in, there are fewer and fewer people speaking truths, then now more than ever, we need that gift to enable us to speak truth and to speak it boldly and not to back down because the time is short. We are in the last of the last days. And I truly believe that Jesus could come at any second. And so we have to be about God's business. We've got to be doing what he's called us to do. And we'll only do that efficiently if we are baptized in the Holy Spirit. Not to say you can't lead anyone to Christ if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit. But when we have that gift, we're just so much more compelled to, in my opinion. I didn't feel like it was that necessary to share it with people until I was baptized with the Holy Spirit. And then you couldn't shut me up. So, you know, it's just he's... He's a necessity in my life. I I don't dare take a step without him. So amazing. For this podcast and this live stream, 
we always want impartation and activation. I would love for you to lead us for people viewing, for people listening in, whether they're viewing it now or later on their time, or whether they're watching on King TV, Prayer TV, Vision TV uh, in Pakistan or anywhere else in the world, wherever they're at, would you lead us in the baptism with the Holy Spirit? Absolutely. Well, first of all, I just want to, to say to anyone that maybe you've asked for the gift before and you say, well, I guess it's not for me because I can't get it. It's not like a virus. You're not going to catch it. <laughs> if you ask for it, you will receive. It is a Amen. gift. God wants you to have this gift more than you want it because he knows that it's going to empower you to yes. do what he's called you to do. So why would he withhold something that powerful from you when he has given it to you? So you can trust that if you ask him to give you the gift, he will give it to you. The next thing I want to remind people is, you know, sometimes we have wrong conceptions about what that's going to be like. I know that when I was asking to receive, I thought the Holy Spirit was going to take complete control of my mouth and was just going to start, you know, jabbering. And I wouldn't be aware of anything that was going on. And that's not the case. We have to speak it out in faith. It will come to our minds, but we must speak it out in faith, no matter what it sounds like. And the right. first thing that's going to happen is the enemy is going to hop up on your shoulder and he's going to say, don't you dare say that. You're going to sound like an idiot. That's not it. You're making it up because he also knows that he's going to be in danger if you have this gift. It's just like I said, it's such a powerful gift. He's going to do whatever he can to dissuade you, to yeah. discourage you and to make you doubt that that's the gift. Yeah. But we only have to believe. It's just like we receive our salvation by faith. We receive the gift of the Holy Spirit by faith and we just accept it. So we speak it out in faith. We don't wait for, you know, some lightning bolt to strike yeah. us and our mouth to start moving. We take the initiative and we speak in faith. Right. So for anyone who is watching right now, I'm just going to pray over you. I have seen so many in the jail ministry. Listen, it is so simple. It is so simple. We make it complicated so many times, but it's just about believing. It's just about accepting it. So if you are listening today and you say, I want that gift, I want to have that power in my life, then just raise your hands wherever you are. And Lord Jesus, I pray for each and every viewer right now, God. We know that you have called them to do great things. We know that you are calling your people to stand up with boldness, to speak boldness, to speak to others, to witness to others, to reach the lost in this time when, Lord, we know your coming is soon. So, Lord, I ask right now, if there are those who are out there who are seeking the gift, Lord, with your Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just move across the nations, Lord, that you would reach down and touch these people. Lord, that right now, in the name of Jesus, that your Holy Spirit would descend and they would have the utterance. And we thank you and we praise you for it. In your precious holy name we pray. Amen. 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 Amazing. If you have a testimony of what the Holy Spirit's doing in you and through you right now, continue to speak in that language that he's given you. Continue to declare praises to King Jesus through that language that he just gave you. Please 
call the number on your screen if you're watching this on King TV, Vision TV, Prayer TV. You could even inbox my ministry, Fireborn Ministries. Let us know what God is doing right now. Continue to praise Him and worship Him in that in that beautiful heavenly language and continue that and pray in that every single day in Jesus' name. Develop it, pray in it. You know, when you're driving down the road, sing in it. When you're on a walk, you know, spend time with Jesus talking to him in your language and then talking to him in that prayer language in Jesus name. And uh, I don't want to, you know, I, I just feel like this amazing holiness upon me now, just, this is a tender moment. And so I, I just want everybody out there receive and continue to ask for more, continue to ask for more of the Holy spirit every day. And, and some people may even just be, you know, sit on their couch for the next five minutes praising in tongues. Some people might, it might be an hour. Some people might just be five, six seconds, but that's it. And continue to walk in that blessing. You're empowered in Jesus name, in Jesus name. So we're about to end this broadcast, but we don't want to stop the move of the Holy Spirit at all. He is having his way here and now. But Don, I would love to know what is the best way for people to get more information about you and your ministry and to also purchase your new book, The Masquerade. Okay. First of all, I want to say one more thing, because I just sense that somebody's sitting there saying, wait a minute, I'm, I'm not sure about that. If your prayer language is extremely short, if it's only a few syllables, do not hesitate to speak it out. Go ahead and speak that out. Mine was very short in the beginning, very, very short. And if that's all God gives you, you repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. But that prayer language will continue to grow the more you use it and the more you ask him. As soon as you, you know, I continue to ask him for more and my prayer language continued to grow. So if that's you, just go ahead and speak it out. But you can find me anywhere. It's DonnaSparks.com. I'm on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. And basically you can do a Google search and I'll come up. Um, My books are available on all online bookstores. And so as simple as that. That's amazing. I'm seeing some comments already of people who, you know, uh, someone named Adam saying he feels like he, Jesus is smiling behind him right now. We bless that in Jesus name. Lord Jesus, continue to fill people. Donna, thank you so much for being part of Adventures in the Spirit. If you're watching this, if you're listening in, continue to receive that precious baptism with the Holy Spirit in Jesus name and walk in the power of the Spirit every day. And please go to DonnaSparks.com for more information and to purchase The Masquerade, her upcoming book being released on October 1st. And uh, please feel free to subscribe, rate, review, and share Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky podcast available on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the Charisma Podcast Network. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation and adventures in the spirit. We hope that this podcast encouraged and inspired you to press into Jesus and launches you into your own adventure. You can stay up to date with Fireborn Ministries by going to our website, firebornministries.com and like us on Facebook. And may you have your own adventures in the spirit. 
from iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. 